All right. Let's get this out of the way first. The thoughts, views, and opinions expressed on Tailboard Talks Firefighter Podcast are solely those of the speakers, guests, and host, and do not in any way represent the thoughts or views or opinions of any other employer, partnership, or sponsor. The material and information in this podcast is for general information purposes only and should be used at the listener's discretion. Here comes the intro. Skip forward 30 seconds if you want to get right to the episode. This is the Tailboard Talk Podcast, the best health, wellness, and lifestyle resource for the fire service. We're using stories, lessons, and tips from the front lines to give a realistic view of what the job can do to us and how we can make it out alive. I'm Chris Morella, a firefighter since 03, medic since 05, full-time since 08, and promoted to lieutenant in 20. I'm also a personal trainer and strength coach, and I'm here to give you the best information and host the best discussions to make us capable and durable both on the job and away from it. So grab a heater, steal some fancy creamer from First Shift, and let's go chat. Hey everybody, Chris here. Um, Let's get going on this one. I've got some cool stuff for you today. Uh, Playing a dangerous game that I played at work yesterday called Am I Sick or Do I Have Allergies? I'm sure you can hear it in my voice. Before that though, added a couple awesome affiliates to the portfolio. I don't know, the relationships? Yeah. Rescue One CBD and Athletic Brewing are now affiliates of the show, or I'm an affiliate of them is more accurate. But if you like those products, go through the affiliate links on the show, show notes, um, or on my social media links and order through there. Because I'm an affiliate, it does kick back a little bit to me, but you guys will also get a discount on those products. Rescue One CBD uses code TAILBOARD for 15% off. Athletic Brewing, I'm just getting set up with like yesterday. I got applied, or I applied and got approved for it. So I don't have any specific codes yet, but they do have a standing code for $10 off your first order online and also free shipping over $50, I think. So go check it out. Use the affiliate links and uh, benefit. Um, I am really excited about both these things. Athletic Brewing, big fan of them. That's kind of a staple because uh, I like beer, but I also like not falling asleep at two in the afternoon. And Athletic Brewing kind of lets me do that. I just went out the other night. We had a promotion party. I drank a lot of beer, and by the end of the night, I drank too much beer, and I still knew what was going on, but I felt rough, and the next day, I felt rough. Uh, what I like about Athletic Brewing is it, it tastes like beer. Um, it's not like it's not like the cauliflower rice of the beer world. Like It tastes like beer. They got a lot of different flavors. I dig it, and you get to hang out, and oh boy, I'm on to something here. You get to hang out without the hangover you get to you get to you get to enjoy the hang without suffering through the hangover athletic brewing hire me anyways rescue one cbd he was a guest on the podcast john go back and check out that episode and uh, i use the their product and a couple other people that have listened to the podcast have kind of gotten turned on to it so i dig that but use that affiliate link save yourself 15 percent, and also help out the show okay so so two days ago so I got home from shift this morning, woke up with my left nostril plugged and the left side of my face looks like, looked like I got punched in the face so much so that when I, when I went to work, somebody asked me, did you get punched in the face? Now, here's the thing. Usually I would call in sick, but that was the only symptom I had. Another weird thing is we have this crazy temperature fluctuations going on in Chicagoland right now where it's 20 degrees and then it's 60 degrees like day to day there's a 40 degree swing now last week when it was like a string of 50 degree days my eyes were just exploding my nose was clogged my throat was scratchy thought I was getting sick 
Then we had a string of 20 degree days, felt a lot better. Yesterday, when I woke up with a stuffy face, stuffy, stuffy, puffy face, um, it was warm. It was like 30 in the morning and then went up to like, I think mid fifties in the afternoon. So I played the game and I hate this game because most of the time people don't actually play this game. They're just in denial of, is it allergies or am I sick? And here's why I think it was just allergies. I got cold again overnight and I felt a lot better this morning, first of all. Second of all, it was the only symptom I had was a plugged nose on one side. Didn't have sinus pressure, didn't feel like swimmy, like when you get in a head cold and you feel all swimmy and gross. Um, obviously no fever, chills, body ache, nothing like that. I was just stuffed up on one side. So I went to work. Uh, it was also clear snot. I know that's gross. It wasn't like yellow or anything like that. Like I said, this morning woke up, it got cold overnight again and felt generally better. Now I just got some um, just general drainage going on from yesterday's stuff fest, but got me thinking, and this is a topic that gets kind of pushed a lot or identified a lot on social media, but I haven't done it on here yet of when to work out and how to work out when you're sick. And there is the old thing of like, I remember several times being sick and my dad making me go to hockey practice and telling me to sweat it out or uh, going to work out. And kind of, you know, you start to believe that like, okay, working out when you're sick might be a good thing. I might be able to sweat it out, whatever that means. So does it really, uh, we're going to look at that in the next little bit here after I tell you when to work out and when to not, because there's a theory that after intense exercise, you're actually more susceptible to getting sick and spoiler alert, it's actually a false theory. I've heard it from a lot of people um, and it makes a lot of sense, but and because I'm not going to actually read the research, far too technical, um, I went and found a bunch of papers that reference research, and I got a much better, clear picture of what's going on after intense exercise. So back to the original topic, when should you work out when you're sick? And traditional wisdom still applies to this thing. The general rule for working out when sick is if the symptoms are from your neck or above, you're generally okay to work out. And if they're involving anything below the neck, or I should say the chin, then uh, take a break. And a couple of reasons for that. First of all, if the symptoms are below the neck, you're likely going to be debilitated anyways. At least the male population that listens to this absolutely will be. But you're just too tired, right? And the risk there isn't necessarily that you're going to make directly make the sickness worse. But if you're in an already depleted and fatigued state, you're probably not eating well. You're probably dehydrated a little bit from whatever symptoms you got going on. If you expend more energy at that point, you're just pushing yourself farther into that depleted state, which then gives the ability for that sickness to kind of continue its progress and take over unabated or even encouraged. So although you're not directly making it worse, you're going to make it worse by depleting yourself more. Now, if the symptoms are from the neck up, generally you're okay for the energy reason, like I said before, but also generally you're not going to make stuff really bad in your lungs by breathing real heavy and shuffling stuff around in there. Now, there's also exceptions, right? Um, a real bad headache will shut me down. Um, a sinus infection, good luck, dude. Like, I'm not working out with a sinus infection. The symptoms are all above my chin and my neck, but if I can't bend over without feeling like my forehead's going to explode, I'm not working out. So there's some exceptions, right? But yesterday, felt great. Had as much energy as I typically do. Um, went and rode the bike at work and uh, felt even better afterwards. In fact, I came out from riding the bike and the guy said, I no longer looked like I got punched in the face as much, which is a, I mean, a major compliment. Um, and then, like I said, today I feel better. So let's pretend it was some sort of sickness, that I, it, like a 12-hour sickness. Um, should I be worried? Like part two of this is, 
are you more prone and susceptible to illness post-workout? Now, the first time I heard this was actually from Joe Galley, um, and I texted him right before I recorded this just to let him know I was addressing this, and he just kind of said, because if you listen to Joe Galley's episodes, he's done several Ironmans, and that's a big thing in the endurance world is like, well, after you do this, you got to be careful because you're more prone to sickness, and it's kind of just an accepted thought, and that's kind of where this came from. They did a couple studies um, after marathons back in the day, and they tested, I shouldn't say tested, they sent out a survey to the participants in the elite and the competitive groups and said, who's sick? And a bunch of people said, I'm sick. Like a quarter of them said, hey, I'm, I'm sick now. I got whatever. Uh, they called it upper respiratory, upper respiratory tract infection symptoms. So they took that and said, okay, obviously these guys ran a hard race. It was extreme and intense for them. And now a quarter of them are sick. I bet that means that your immune system is suppressed after intense exercise. But what that was, was a self-reported questionnaire. So what they said was, do you have a sore throat? Do you have a runny nose? Do you have um, symptoms of that upper respiratory tract infection? A little bit later, they did the same thing again, but they actually swabbed people and tried to confirm their illness. So let's say that same 25% said they were sick. A very small number out of that 25% was actually sick when they went to go um, test it and verify it. The other ones had symptoms of uh, sickness, but they're also symptoms of allergies, um, upper respiratory tract inflammation and irritation, and not actually confirmed sickness. So the original one that was based off unvalidated and kind of self-reporting was disputed by this other one where they went and actually tested people. And then they kind of looked at the other factors surrounding the event, right? And they said, well, we know that stress uh, can actually drastically impact your immune system. We know that leading up to a race, you're training hard, you're likely depleted, both nutritionally, uh, probably dehydrated a little bit, and then you're going to try to go and perform this thing. And not to mention, for the two or three days leading up to the event, you're surrounded by probably more people than you have been in a long time, up to and including the minute the race goes off, then you're like jammed in. It's like the cattle gates, right? So you're packed in with people. Who knows? in that group who's sick and pushing through because at that point you've trained all this time you've invested money if you have a little bit of a sniffles you're not pulling out last minute so they look back and said maybe it's not the actual act of exercising that's making everybody sick maybe it's these other compounding factors around it that are really doing the damage right so originally when they did that first kind of group they coined this theory the open window theory meaning that they believed after intense exercise there was an open window of availability or opportunity for pathogens to take advantage. And they thought that because when they measured lymphocyte levels in your blood, there was a period a couple hours after intense exercise where they were significantly lower than like the baseline, right? And so they started saying, okay, obviously intense exercise suppresses, intense exercise suppresses these lymphocytes. That's not why we're not finding as many in the bloodstream. Flash forward now, thank you, science. They didn't even deeper dive on it. What they found out is pretty awesome. They found out that the levels of the lymphocytes are decreased in the blood because during and after exercise, they're being sent to the places where infections are most likely to occur. So typically you have a bunch of lymphocytes and uh, infection fighters circling through you. They kind of have a routine. They stop over here. They check out here. They circulate. It's all good. When you're doing exercise, it speeds up your blood flow, speeds them up, and also signals them, and they go to your intestines, your nasal passages, your throat, your sinuses, places where pathogens are likely to enter and then cause a problem. So what they called that was 
I got to look up it real quick. They called, they were mobilized and they were surveilling it. That decreased level of lymphocytes in the blood was from increased level of lymphocyte surveillance rather than suppression. So that means that it's actually the opposite of what you originally thought. You thought everything was suppressed. It's actually fortifying the most vulnerable, vulnerable parts of the fort. Now, what does that all mean? And this is shaping up to be a pretty quick episode, which is awesome. Because I'm sure you guys are tired just the solo ones. I know we had Katie last week, but don't worry, we're getting back to some interviews. Anywho, this means that if you, in, if you engage in regular, um, moderate to vigorous exercise, every time you do that, you mobilize these lymphocytes and these infection fighters to go to the important areas. So if you do that regularly when you're not sick, maybe they catch something on the very, very initial stages of it that would have had to grow to a level to trigger the alarm that then they respond to that area. But now since you're mobilizing them and increasing surveillance, they catch it before it becomes an issue. Could that also mean, and this is an honest question, could that also mean that if you feel a cold coming on, that you can do some moderate cardio? Uh, we're talking just below zone two maybe right at zone two for a short duration there if you're not compromised, like if you're not totally jammed up. Could that send the good things to the bad areas and then maybe head this thing off of the pass? I don't know, but you can kind of see how that might make sense, right? So just something kind of interesting to think about, right? If nothing else, it's a case for a regular routine of moderate to vigorous cardio or exercise in general. Now, we can talk about zone two. I'm going to do that later because it's a, it's an even quicker thing. We just put out a bunch of training for the department that Kurt and I work for, and we emphasize how important zone two is. We gave them the parameter of 70, 70 to 80% of your max heart rate. Um, we still use the generally accurate math of uh, 220 minus your age. That gives you a number. And then you take a percentage of that to find that heart rate zone. There's increasing body of knowledge saying that zone two training for about 45 minutes, two to three times a week is one of the most effective and beneficial things you can do overall. But then if we look at the fire ground, zone two is where a majority of the work gets done. Like, of course, your heart rate's going to be higher when you're pushing down a hallway and to the fire room or when you're doing a vent or search or anything like that, high heart rate, right? But if you're a third or fourth in line, uh, humping hose down a hallway, or if you're carrying ladders, throwing them, like breaking windows, doing a horizontal vent, that's all going to be pretty close to zone two. So aside from the uh, immune response benefits of zone two, uh, as a fantastic carryover to our occupation. A little bit off topic, but as we're going through this thing, just some guidelines. So today, I feel pretty good. Uh, energy levels are fine. I have like a two out of 10 stuffiness on one side still, but I got no spray and I have an airdyne and I have a step mill downstairs. So I'm not going to worry about lifting weights today. I'm going to do that tomorrow. It's going to rain all day. Uh, tomorrow's going to be an ice storm because today is near 40, so tomorrow must be 25 and icy. Um, going to do the air dine for about 20 minutes in that zone two. Then I'm going to jump over to the step mill for about 20 minutes in that zone two. And then tomorrow I'm going to be stretching out, lifting some weights and doing that kind of stuff. But that's my plan. I want to continue to mobilize and increase surveillance of these lymphocytes and head off anything that I might have brewing and continue to, uh, oh, what's that tagline? become more capable and durable both on shift and away from it. All right. If you guys like it, there's also a link. So in all the show notes here, oh, like I said, I'm bringing interviews back. Don't worry. If you're, if you're tired of listening to me, um, I get it. I'm tired of listening to me too. Got some interviews coming back and they're going to be awesome. I'm going to do my best to get it scheduled to release one of them next week. 
but I can't make any promises. It seems like the weeks are going faster and faster. So I'm going to do my best. I got three or four people interested and lined up. Just got to schedule it and actually do it. Um, and then we'll have those out for you soon. If nothing else, um, next week will be much more energetic than the last one with Katie and I talking about our parenting. Um, I don't know about you. I listened to that one after the fact just a couple days ago, and I thought, these guys need some coffee or a very long nap. It was late. We did the best we could. It was like 8 o'clock at night when we were recording that thing. So we did our best, um, but, man, you can hear you can hear the bags under our eyes during that episode. Anyways, if you guys like the show, several links in the show notes. You can hit the Buy Me a Coffee link. That'll go directly to the show. Um, or you can check out those affiliate links that are down there in the show notes as well or on my social media. All right, guys, thank you for listening. I hope you guys dig this. Let's all keep working towards being more capable and durable, both on shift and away from it. I'll talk to you soon.